coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. So, Chiefs, you went to see uh, the Chiefs to practice today. Radio road. Yes, we don't get to see him practice, but I've got to sit down with, uh, with a load of them and have a chat about a week. And yeah, they're just really dour. I, it was funny. I was chatting with Joe Tooney. Um, and we were having a nice chat about football and the Premier League and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I asked him a couple of things about the game. And he immediately went into game face, like, well, they're a good team and blah, blah, blah. And I was I called him out. I said, Oh, you're just giving us the like packaged answers. He was like, Well, you started talking about the NFL, so that's what I've got to do. I was like, Okay. Fair enough. You, you were trying um, to do your uh, your Ollie even... Switcheroo journo thing where you, you get them talking <laughs> about something else, like food or the UK or or soccer, and then you do the switch and bait and you bring in the American football. But it didn't work. Tony's just too fast for you, he's not having it. He, sh- he shut it down, Joe Tooney. Absolutely he- shut it down. Is he playing, uh, by the way? Yeah. Often- no, you're thinking of Kadarius Tony. I'm talking about Joe Tooney. Oh, sorry. The sorry. guard. Not the wide receiver. Okay. Kadarius Tony is going to be playing. Okay. How how much? Not really sure. But Kadarius Tony will be playing. Uh, we got one-on-one with Frank Clark for a bit, which was interesting. Uh, so we'll be putting that in the podcast towards the end. Me just chatting to Frank Clark about how he's become NFL network. People asked me to go and talk to Frank Clark because no one was talking to him. Oh, somebody came up from the network and was like that I knew. And uh, and Alex, she was like, look, can you go and ask Frank Clark some questions? Because no one's talking to him. And it's really embarrassing. It's like, OK, yeah, that is embarrassing. Right, Why is no one talking to Frank Clark? Because Patrick Mahomes was on a small podium in the same room rather than on the big podium next door. So you kind of got 30 minutes to gather around Patrick Mahomes and ask anything right. he wanted. Okay. So everybody else everybody else in that room was basically being ignored for a large part. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, had, I was bouncing around empty podiums just talking to players and having a chat and stuff. So that was quite fun. Um, but it was good. Frank Clark was talking about how he's become like a mentor uh, and a lot of the young guys have spoken to him uh Hmm. spoken about him during this week saying that he's basically become a guy who's he you know the likes of uh, carlos dunlap as well you know the experienced veterans in this chiefs team have been integral for getting the rookies up to speed in a spagnola playbook that is apparently one of the most difficult defensive playbooks to learn which uh which i thought was interesting because the eagles yesterday were stressing how they've spent loads of this year trying to simplify things as much as possible, make it real simple. Football is just simple game, push, shove, win. And so I thought it's quite funny how the Chiefs' defensive playbook is, from the sounds of it, very difficult to learn and expansive. And the Eagles are taking the complete opposite route with their stuff. Yeah. Dallas Goddard told me that they have so much more of the playbook still to use because they haven't had to go that far into it to win games this season. Which I was like, that, that's probably a good thing to have in the Super Bowl if you've got a lot of stuff left that you haven't shown anybody. Philly special? Bad. I mean, that's a prop bet and a half, isn't it? Philly special part two? If they they pull out something, uh, some kind of trick play in another Super Bowl, that would be pretty cool with another coach. He's got, I mean, Sirianni's got a lot to live up to. He's got to to throw something in there to impress us. We're used to the Eagles doing crazy shit in Super Bowls now. And like Andy Reid today... Just feed, fly, throwing out the usual lines, not too much given away or anything, not too much personality either, the odd chuckle here and there. Sirianni, on the other hand, the Eagles team look like they're embracing the moment. They're all talking about mm-hmm. how much they're enjoying this week and everything going on with it, and they're trying to live it as much as possible. Whereas only Frank Clark on the Chiefs has been like, you know, that's what he's doing as well. Everybody else that I've spoken to has been like, yeah, well, you know, we're just here. We're trying to make it as normal as possible and stuff. It's like... One I team's like feeling pressure. No, one as team's feeling Eagles pressure. As an Eagles fan, I like that. Yeah, that's a team feeling pressure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been to five championships in a row and they've only won one Super Bowl. And it that is that creates this pressure on this kind of dynasty. Yeah. I know they've got loads more chances to do it. 
It's not like Mahomes is. Mm. I mean, he's only fucking. How old is he? 27, 28? 27, yeah. Yeah, I mean. But Kelsey so... would be around forever. He but makes yeah, that it's... whole thing tick. If they if they only win one suit if they lose against the Eagles on Sunday and they only win one Super Bowl out of um you know three appearances and five championship games that's pretty rough. So I bet they are feeling well, it. And some of those older players, like you said, Ollie, that's that's their chance, really, isn't it? That's the last chance. Well, you, you think about Mahomes as well. Whether he cares about this or not, I'm not sure, right? But Tom Brady's retired this off season. Again, he may come back. Some people think he is going to come back still. But Tom Brady going leaves a void of a face of the NFL with so many iconic quarterbacks that have retired. And Mahomes is at that point now, 27 years old, where he could, without a doubt, be the guy, the next guy that completely transcends the sport, mm. is the most popular jersey all over the planet because he's an enjoyable player to watch, he's an enjoyable player off the field, and he's in a Chiefs team that's having great success. But if he becomes like Aaron Rodgers, only one ring when so yeah. much is expected, that's not a face of the NFL kind of guy. And there might be other quarterbacks that then also become a face of the NFL with Mahomes rather than him having that spotlight. The spotlight mm. is there to be shining on him. This could be really big for uh, how much of an icon do we look at Patrick Mahomes later on in like reflective kind of looks at his career. But then I, I I kind of think that the I mean assuming his health is going to be he's not going to be a hundred percent for this game but even if it's like eighty ninety percent um you know it's kind of a different story but the the last game that championship game against the Bengals I feel like given the injuries and what happened with Mahomes that they probably should have lost that game so just to change that narrative a little bit I do feel like there's a chance Mahomes feels like he's gone through the worst of it. Look, let's let's not be stupid here. In the uh, opening night, right? There's twelve podiums set up around the main stage, all with coaches, big name players. The Eagles ones were like Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Al Sanders, like you know the big guys. Tom uh, Reddick, Chiefs. You, Nick Bolton was on a podium, and you're like, yeah, good linebacker, but like doesn't have that same name the chiefs are mahomes reed the enemy spagnola at the end of the day and that maybe that defensive front as oh, well. Kelsey, but yeah. the defensive front has been eclipsed by the eagles coming into this the eagles the eagle and kelsey yeah but the eagles have such a stacked roster yeah. when you look at the players that have absolutely balled out this year in that mm, team mm. that on paper the eagles should do it if it's man for man the only things that i would change really on that eagles team will be the three coaches that the Chiefs had in having Reed and the two offensive and defensive coordinators and Patrick Mahomes and, and Kelsey. Like, and that is enough. If, you know, Shane Vereen's told us about players are 5% of each other in executing on the field, it's coaching that makes the difference. That will and could be enough on Sunday right. to see the Chiefs through the fact that it's Andy Reid and not Nick Sirianni. It's, it's fascinating. Everybody seems to be favouring the Eagles. I but think the Chiefs it's have enough ex- Oh, we lost him. Oh, we lost him. He'll have to come back on. It's uh, I'm shocked, Jazz, that it's the spread is one and a half. Because you think it should be more? I think it should be a little bit more. Not loads more. The Chiefs are awesome in their own right. But I thought it would be... I know we're talking about slim margins here, but two and a half three sounds right. See, I was... Am I crazy? No, not at all. I... I going to put in a bet builder at some point this week over the Eagles to win by six and a half. Okay. We're just saying, Ollie, that we're surprised at how... Maybe it's a, maybe it's turn your video off. If we turn your video off, you might have a better audio, maybe. Let's try that. Yeah, good idea. Okay. So let's give that a shot. So we're just saying that the spread at one, one and a half difference for both teams seems a little bit close, and Dave and I both agree the Eagles should be favoured a bit more heavily. Yeah, except because it's one game, anything can happen on a Sunday. Look at the season that we've had with the number of surprising results, shots. Mm. You know, mm. the Eagles have had them. They won. They beat the Colts by a point, who are probably the worst team in football. Like, Almost this is lost the Lions. Yeah, that is perfect in executing at all. And they've had a cakewalk of a schedule. Like that does still ring true. They beat the Niners, thankfully, because Brock Purdy went out of the game. And you credit yeah, the we... Eagles for that. But yeah. I 
it's still evenly matched. But they still beat that 49ers defense. They still ran all over them. They still just gashed them. So I understand what you're saying by that. But at the same time, they played the number one defense in the league and they still put up points without much trouble. That's true. The only thing is, I think there's only so much you can put on a defense psychologically when they know the offense isn't in a position to respond to any of those points and they were actually holding their own they 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 kept the eagles to two or three um uh three and outs when they were just punting every drive yeah they were holding inside their own half they they couldn't get out their own half going into halftime of that game just before it kind of all got a bit out of hand and, uh, with the fumble and the, and the touchdown later yeah, in the half. Yeah, and you could say that it's, I mean, it, it might be a bit of both in terms of like, you know, the Eagles just kept doing what they're good at and running it down their throats. And they were like, yeah. well, at some point, this is going to break open. And it did, which is a massive credit to them. But also, yeah, psychologically, if you we've all played sports where like, if you're playing on a certain part of the team, the other part of the team isn't doing its job. And um at a certain point, you do get so frustrated that whether it's professional sports or like amateur level, I think that it really does get in your head. You're like, well, we're not going to be able to come back from this. Even if we keep them to only one more touchdown in this game, they're going to win. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, I know what you we mean. We can't throw it. Yeah. Can't throw the also, ball, the, the defense is, the Niners defense is getting four downs of rest max and then going back in again and then yeah. grueling against a run. Like the Eagles continue to just it was a war of attrition and the oh, Niners yeah. defense snapped yeah, yeah. in the end. Like yeah. that's, that's what it was. And what well, helps you've got yeah. like three running backs and your QB is your best running back. So you've got four running backs, basically it's ridiculous. Yeah. Boston Scott, lovely person to chat to yesterday. Really, really nice guy. Uh, and Kenneth Gamewell, I asked on opening night as well about kind of, you know, the, the dream of being a Philly fan growing up as a kid. His cousin oh, was Fletcher he? Cox. Yeah, yeah, oh, get, that's, that's why. That's why I've been really pleased with Gamewell having such a big playoffs because it's like, yeah, yeah, this is this is him living out his wildest dream of being an Eagles player in the Super Bowl. It's amazing. Uh, I think it's a really cool story to kind of look at. Um, there were some interesting ones that cropped up as well that I didn't know about, like uh, Brian Johnson, the the QB coach yeah. for the Eagles. I was think it's the ACDC frontman was coached by the, uh, Jalen Hurts' dad when he was ah, younger. That's a cool story. That's pretty right? cool. And he said that that has made it really good to <laughs> adapt to what Jalen Hurts needs as a QB coach because he knows how Hurts' father will have taught Hurts how to play football as a young kid because he's a coach as well. So he knows the teaching methods of Jalen Hurts' dad so it's been easier to then teach to a style that Hurts understands and gets. That makes Which sense. Again, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting run through on that. There's um, there's another nice thing. Jalen Hurts said yes yesterday. He has invested himself into carving out personal relationships with this Eagles team, and everybody's kind of reiterated that that Hurts isn't like a Wilson like standoffish and all that kind of stuff. Or a Carson Wentz invested because he said at the end of the day, people are willing to do more for you naturally on the field if you have an invested personal relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I love these guys, and I wanted to do that. And it he hurts blurting out generic lines a lot of the time, but he's smart as a individual and how to work with other people. It really showed up this week, I think. He seems like a real professional, that guy. Does that come across when you're... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Speaking to him and stuff. He seems fucking, he, like, locked in to what he's doing. He is, he is face of the franchise material at the end of the day and how he presents himself on and off the field uh yeah doesn't knows when to toe the line raining you know people are asked one french journalist asked him where was would be the first two places you'd want to take the lombardi if you won it mm. uh, would paris be one of them and he was like i've never thought about that and then just when you thought he was maybe going to di- digress into like a i'd maybe take it back to my, my hometown or something like that he was just, just went but i am in front of the world media so he's like, i've never thought about it but we're just happy to be here and to be involved yeah. in this game and it's an honor right, and bless. Right. And you're like, that is the most boring answer that anybody here wants to hear, but also <coughs> everything that you want for as a, as a GM, as an owner, as a coach, you're starting QB to be saying before the, uh, before the Super Bowl, not getting well, carried especially, away. Especially as he's so young as well, you know, it's like, um, I don't know. Hopefully he has other opportunities to show his personality a bit more and stuff, but this season has just also, been a whirlwind, isn't it? 
<laughs> also, you, you don't need to have a big personality when, like, Travis Kelsey was yelling and barking through the press conferences yeah. yesterday. Like, yeah, there's lots of other guys to fill that role, isn't there? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, Landon Dickerson was saying how this offensive line is so uniquely bonded and they love working for Hertz because of the kind of person that he is. And that goes back to that investing in the people that you're working with that Hertz has tried to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's been, it's been fun. I, I I let myself go a little bit too much on Tuesday night. Was, <laughs> yeah, it sounded, sounded like it. it. Yeah. I had so much tequila. And then, you know, when it hits you all in one go, I was, yep. I was drinking at the media party and I was totally fine. I was like, man, I'm smashing all through, through these and nothing's really, I'm not feeling <laughs> loose. I'm compass mentis. <laughs> and we went to a bar after getting off the bus and uh, got off the bus, went to this bar, ordered a drink. And at that bar, it went pitch black. Oh. And and my producer always home? Them, Well, I was with the other Talksport guys. Oh, which good. Is, so they, is they got you. Good at, yeah, but they also saw me in that fucking state. Oh. Tequila, pineapple, and soda is delightful. Yeah. yeah. Oh. a bit of lime in there as well. Are you having a party? Um, Maybe a coconut. So, okay. So, what have you got planned for today and tomorrow? Have you got stuff? So I'm going to go off to the Eagles for the last time later on this afternoon. The Chiefs are doing their press conferences at 8 a.m. and the Eagles are doing it at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I mean, it's good because they're on opposite sides of the uh, of the city. But that's a lot of standing around Sorry. waiting, though, isn't it? Well, that's why it's good, though. You can come down to Radio Row and like in, get involved in the interviews down here and stuff like that in between. Um, so I drove off to the Chiefs this morning. Drove back to our Airbnb, came down to Radio Row, and then I'll get a media bus off to the Eagles later. And then tomorrow, I'll just be down at Radio Row. I think we've got Zach and Julie Ertz tomorrow. Oh, that's cool. Which would be really cool. Um, mm. Donovan McNabb has shunned us once again. <laughs> <He hates laughs> oh, that's good. What yeah. we got to do, Donovan? Come on. I mean, this guy, honestly, Fucking breaks my guy. heart. Yeah. Uh, did did they say yeah, why so he shunned to... you again? <laughs> no, his his PR rep is now ghosting our producer. So, oh, yeah, yeah, which is a shame. Um, but no, so tomorrow is just uh, do some of the interviews down on Radio Row and help out the boys down here, and then Saturday off, and I'll finalise all of my game stuff, and then go into Sunday's game. I mean, Beautiful. I just I just want to. We went inside the stadium on Tuesday, Jazz. Lobster tacos, you'd love so good. That sounds delicious. At, yeah, they've, they've got them in the club. Fried? Level, uh, the, uh, the game. Yeah, fried taco shell. What? Uh, no, it's in the, the lobster. Oh, I don't know how it was prepared. It was just lobster well, and deliciousness in a fried taco shell. Was it, was it like fried tempura shell. or was it not tempura? Uh, no, you know like those kind of crispier nacho chips you get in Mexican restaurants in the US? Yeah. Where it's not like a corn chip, it's like a deep fried nacho chip. It was like that was the taco shell. Oh, I mean, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to say here. I don't <laughs> give. Do I don't give lobster? two fucks about the taco shell. I don't give two fucks about right. that. The lobster. <laughs> what was the lobster done like? Was it little chunks of lobster? Was it steamed? Oh, yeah, was it yeah, grilled? The, the... Was it fried? Was it breaded in something? Tell me about that. Oh, it was just little little chunks of lobster. That's uh, all you I had to say. That's all you had to say. Just lobster with some deliciousness. <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. It was really. You good. bought a uh, you that bought a knife to a gunfight when you're talking about lobster with jazz. You talk about taco shells. I don't care about the taco shells. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do they have a sauce? No, but it complemented the lobster so well. You crunchy. Uh, probably. Good. I mean, it wasn't like a saucy sauce. It was like a lobster mix with stuff. A bit. Um, like a lobster a roll, but in a taco. In the misc, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It's good, Jazz. Who, like who else is there from, uh, the, from the UK, Ollie? Is there? Do the Sky guys send over people, or or are they just doing stuff in the UK? Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're fully mob handed here. So Neil Reynolds is about Jeff Reinbold, Phoebe Schechter. Uh, well, Phoebe's with you, isn't she? Obviously, been spending some time with Hannah, which has been cool. Oh, nice. No, Phoebe's part of Sky's. I'm glad course. Hannah got to go. Oh, out. I thought she was doing uh, comms with you as well. No, no, we've got me and Shane Vereen. Ooh, that's it. Okay. Fully sky now, I'm not sure you? if I'm allowed just... to say it, tell you this. But it. 
we we might also have another special guest in the booth with us on Sunday. I'm not sure yet. Well, you can tell us off off the record who that's going to be later. Okay. All right. Um, if, it, if it happens, well, um, wonderfully, just yeah, you said if it happens, we heard but... nothing else. So if there's a spoiler <laughs> there, it's fine. It's, it's it's in the ether and it can't be heard. <laughs> Speaking okay. of uh, Shane Vereen, have you told him um, that press ups on demand are going to be instigated? Oh yeah, has have you have you done any yet? Have you demanded any press ups? You should have done that as like shook his hand and then gone press, press up. up. Yeah, I haven't yet. It will happen. Um, I'm going to get him to do it when he's doing the Nat Coombs show interview. Nice. Okay. Good start. And uh, we've got nine of them, right? Eight? Nine of them? Eight. Nine. Eight. We have eight. 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 Yeah. eight. Use them yeah, okay. cleverly. Mm. Don't worry. They will be for sure. But He also never we'll said about in. whether he had to, whether the press-ups had to be just strict normal press-ups or... Press up I mean, the things added to he's them. He's an ex-athlete, Jan. No, I'm, I'm just sure saying maybe you, you say to him, oh, hold on a second, Shane, we're just going to put some stuff on your back and now do you press up. Oh, get Ollie could probably stand on his back and he'd probably still be able we to. We could try it. I maybe, don't know. I mean, Maybe it, float that. It's, it's been an unhealthy week for me, so I'm not feeling peak performance <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, you haven't yeah. got to do anything we, apart from lie on his back. Yeah, I know, but like breathing is difficult at the moment sometimes. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. It's taking it out of Ollie. Um uh, we had wings and for catcher rolls last night, as recommended to us by Taylor Lewan. And they were an nice. excellent hangover cure for the Talk Sport boys. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Because that was Taylor Lewan's hangover uh, cure. As as well, he just said just try them because they were nice. And he said, go to Zips. This is the meal I'd have if it was my last meal on the planet. I'd go to Zips and I'd get the mono focaccia roll with the jala- sweet jalapeno dipping sauce, fries on the side, salad if you're getting skinny, and then I'd get a portion of the wings, golden crispy, medium hot. Oh, does sound nice. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'll send Legit. you guys a picture. Uh but yeah, what are you what are you guys thinking? What's it been like in the UK in terms of like how's the build up? Okay. I've not spoken to anyone about it apart from you boys, really, and Jack. So well, I mean, I, I am due. I'm due to go to Taunton. <laughs> due to go to Taunton to watch it with the guys, um, and the Wyvern American football team down there. I think they're sending some guys to watch it as well. Um, but I've been ill this week, and I've hurt my back <laughs> again. So. Oh man, I fell. I I slipped over walking the dog, Jazz. Oh, you slipped doing your favourite thing as well. So I was already yeah. It's turned on me. Oh, it has. So, it's a cruel so mistress. I, I already I already had a stomach bug. Yeah. So I was already going to the toilet every like thirty minutes, and I was like uh, in bother because of that. And then took my dog out for a walk, and uh, slipped over and really really hurt my back. So. Um, I'm kind of touching guy. I had to send a couple of sly messages today just to brief the guys to avoid too much of a backlash if I can't go on Sunday. Got you. Um, but Smart. I'm hoping. I've got a couple of days, so I should feel better and then I can get down there. But yeah. What was that? Ooh, gonna... Ollie. Was it a boo? Yeah, touch and go for Dave then, not making it to a Super Bowl. No, ooh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard one to like bail out on it's such a fun night i know i know i know plus but, my reputation for going to bed early might people might just be like well you he know, just doesn't want to stay wrong up with him he just yeah. he just doesn't want to stay up which is you know is accurate i don't want to stay up but you know it's not the reason i mean why. that'd be my instant thought if you decided to not go to that would be you just yeah. want to go to bed well the thing is if i don't go and i'm watching it on my own then i will fall asleep so uh it's a problem i really need to i really need to go <laughs> but i can't drive at the moment so uh yeah we've got two days two days jazz i'm on the injury report get I'm those stem cells get those stem cells shots yeah i need to get joe rogan <laughs> you get me that ivermectin and some stem cells it's the stem are, cells uh... not the ivermectin so much well just give me whatever the fuck you got <laughs> and we'll see what happens right give me some of that um tequila you and pineapple and... juice as well you and you and Aaron Rodgers could go on a four-day darkness retreat, <laughs> and like 
<laughs> have a great Fucking time. Up. You be in your element just there in the dark, sleeping, like having the best oh, time yeah. you've ever had. Well, Roger sorts out his career. God, what a dramatic, like, he's... I love he's it. Becoming I so... love it. You really are a sucker oh, for Rogers, bag. aren't you, Jazz? He More so since all this stuff happened. Yeah, he's... Um, I've I've fallen for the... for the alternativeness of him, I think. It's just quite annoying, though. Like, the way he describes stuff as well on... I wish he'd do it with a bit more of a kind of winking at the camera kind of thing, because I'm sure that's what he's doing. But I don't think he's very good at doing playing that role of like kind of taking the piss out of people that don't like him i know what he's doing i don't even know if he's going on a fucking retreat i just think he's saying stuff like that to like be like just goading people yeah yeah i think he's trolling people that don't like aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't really fit him i want him to go bigger with it like he's actually quite when he talks and stuff on the pat mcafee show he's not engaging he's actually quite boring to watch that's fair I just like I don't know. I don't want him to be in the news this much for somebody who's like not really engaging. Just go to the Jets; it'll be brilliant. I'd love it. Just get on with it. Do okay, it right but he now. can't really go there, can he? Because it'd just be the same as following Brett Favre's career to a T. That's even more funny. It's funny, but it's also silly. Yeah, but it's missing out the yeah the he went to the Vikings first, right? No, no, he went to the Jets first. They went to the Vikings. Oh, okay, all right. So he'd have to go to the Vikings as well. Yeah, two seasons of Vikings. So unfortunately, we haven't got much to say from this end because you have the excitement of actually being at Radio Row and seeing the teams and, you know, going to the actual game and all that stuff. Any other highlights of people you've spoken to or bumped into? Melvin Gordon, without a doubt. Sick. Did you see that the reel, post on Instagram? Yeah, that reel's been sizzling, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was so funny. Him just flat out being like, I didn't have to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought he was amazing. Um, he was a great talk. Uh, Ronald yeah. Jones as well was excellent because um, on opening night, a like a Christian faith reporter went up to him and was like, "Oh, uh, we're doing this thing about talking about faith and Christianity, and you know, can you uh, can you just say your word uh, down the camera? You know, like uh, important it is for people to keep their faith and become Christian." And Ronald Jones just looked at this guy and was like, "Hmm." I'm going to let you keep that one for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And then walked straight over. I was like, well, can we have a chat about the game and the Super Bowl? He's like, yeah, sure. No worries. So uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, Well, you should have started with the first question. So what's your relationship with Christ like? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would have been a great Um, icebreaker. What else? I mean, it's just been, it's a bit mad. It's a bit of a whirlwind, really. The Pro Bowl was really fun. John Jacobs telling me that he wants to win because the boys because I fucking hate the Chiefs. I mean, fair. That's a great answer. He's he's so candid and open, Josh Jacobs, to the point that I'd be worried if I was an NFL exec. Oh really? Like the opposite yeah, of her. He, uh, he can he speaks the truth. Like I I tried to do the English guy of like not asking directly but like you know what's your future kind of thing or whatever and i said that was it i said at the end of this interview i said like just last question josh like, are you happy you know you spin an up and down year with like how it's finishing off the field but on the field you were great and it was just like man like fuck, i don't know like and kind of was like open with his view on like the off-field shit spinning but he's told other reporters that he was like pissed off with the fact that cars leaving that the raid has been so shit he's tired of busting his ass for a team um that don't seem to value him as much as he thinks that he's being valued like he's chatting with some of the uh, vegas media and they were like yeah he just speaks his mind now he doesn't give a crap which is kind of great i think it's better to have that from like a running back than a qb face of the franchise type guy yeah Um, you give those guys a bit more rope yeah yeah and running backs get like thrown around the league so much anyway that yeah you know they should be able to shout out and feel that they're not being respected enough. Unlike QBs that teams try and keep a guy and develop a guy for much longer than other positions would get that sort of rope. So yeah. 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 I, uh, I thought that was great. Uh, who else? I mean, how much has everybody, I, I touched on like Mahomes uh injury before is, is that everybody, anything's, is that all that anybody's talking about is how healthy Mahomes is? 
Uh, kind of. Uh, people have asked him a few times, but Eric Bieniemy on opening night was like, he's fine, he's good to go. Okay. Same with uh, the QB coach of the Eagles about Hertz's shoulder. He's like, it's fine, he's good to go. Like, yeah. everybody knows that Hertz is going to, uh, that Mahomes is going to be limited a little bit in his movement. Everybody yeah. understands that. Um, Chiefs offensive linemen have said, like, you know, we need to make sure we keep him even cleaner. But it's becoming like a flog and a dead horse. You can't watch them ask that question over and over and over again yeah. um, all week. Uh, I mean, the other ones are like the skill position players that might not be 100% like Darius yeah, Tony. Obviously, Miko. Juju, Miko Harmon's probably not going to play, I don't think. He's an so, IR, so no, he can't play. It's, um, it's, that's more of a, well, that's some more weapons. That what's going on with, the... um, what's going on with Lane jo- uh, Johnson? Because he was limited as well, I saw on the injury report. I mean, he's not had surgery on a groin to play in the playoffs. That's just what it is. Everybody is out. a, no, no, he's playing. Okay. Yeah, no, he, everybody that I've spoken to thinks that what Lane Johnson has done this playoffs is like a massively overlooked thing of turning down surgery, resting for the last couple of weeks, of the regular season, and then yeah, going into the playoffs and performing to the level that he has done on this mm. fucked up groin is unbelievable. So it'll be interesting to see if he is Lane Johnson. That is the Lane Johnson, but he's been so good in this playoff run so far against the giants and, yeah. the, and the chiefs that, if he produces that level of performance in the Super Bowl, you cannot argue with that, particularly after what he's gone through. So it's it's really impressive. Landon Dixon was really impressed by what Lane has done. Um, but that's well, I what I mean. I just walk, I can't even I'm... walk my dog Ollie without getting injured. So <laughs> that's that's the real world. This this Eagles team has turned the offensive line into stars. Like I don't think I've seen before. Like Kelsey's attitude and uh, and charisma helps that obviously. Lane Johnson though and his story, but his performance is absolutely great. Landon Dickerson helped out by the Chris Collingsworth call. Mm. Uh, Landon Dickerson coming down to your throat, you know. I mean, Jack. Jeff, it's a record. Jack into. loved that name, Dickerson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> just thought I'd just let I that mean, one be known. It's it's one for the. One for the NFL newbie, for sure. But like Jordan yeah, yeah. Mailata, he's been on the podium all the time because he's a big name and the and the story he's got, the international player pathway, only playing for five years. Like, that's incredible. He's He said, yeah. all of my teammates, this is the dream that they've had for years. And he was like, this has only been my dream for five years because I didn't ever think I'd be playing this sport. And now I'm in a Super Bowl. Now, Jordan Mailata, is he as much of a giant as he looks on TV in real life, oh, or is it even more? He's huge. Because he, he looks is... like head and shoulders bigger than the rest of the offensive oh, line. Yeah. How tall is he? he is he is... 6'9 or something? He must be must be like me in 6'10. Let me like undertake a level. Okay, he let is... me guess. What's his weight as well? Let's guess. I'll guess he his weight about 310. 305? I said 310. Okay, 310. Let's but see. a lovely bloke as well. Really nice, just kind of chatty, smiley, all of the offensive linemen are like they always seem to be, to be honest. But yeah, he is a gargantuan of a human being that, it, yeah. But Isaac Simulo as well, like those five offensive linemen are stars within their own right being recognized like that. Um, we haven't even touched on like AJ Brown, Monta Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. This Eagles team is Robert, Robert Quinn making it to a, uh, a Super Bowl with the Eagles, which is fucking cool. A veteran. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun as well. The um, I was chatting with uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Milton Williams, and I asked him. You know, the defense has had a lot of people come in. Who do you think is the the most kind of influential person that's come into this defense and he immediately said James Bradbury which kind of surprised me I wasn't expecting him to be the one that okay they kind of went with obviously with the impact of Hassan Reddick the back the depth that Dominican Sue has provided uh, the interceptions of Chauncey Gardner Johnson but he said James Bradbury's come in and he's just executed and been so good at stepping in playing in and working really hard maybe because he's only on a one-year deal as well but yeah, that that was an interesting one for sure. I don't, I don't I don't even know um, who your favourite player is on this Eagles team, Ollie. Have you got one? I don't know, man. I always liked David Brown the Titans anyway. 
and I really like Devonta Smith because he's been he's, he's small. Somebody yeah. asked him about like you know how much weight have you put on the in the NFL since coming? He was none because I don't need to, and I know what I can do like this, like just <laughs> shut the guy down so aggressively, which I love. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so there's so many. I mean, like big play Slay. I'd probably say Miles Sanders I've got a soft spot for just because I interviewed him after his first game in Philadelphia and he was a really pleasant guy. Um, Javon Hargrave is like the nicest bloke on the planet, just big and smiley and chatty and really easy to get along. He's like, oh, I'm just enjoying it, man. He reminds me so much of Barney from school. It's ridiculous. Yes, so, yeah, like, I can see that. Oh, we lost Ollie again. Jazz, while we wait for Ollie to come back, listed, wait, 365 and, and six for eight. Ooh, that's a big boy. 365? Right, six eight is, is big Shut as well, isn't it? Jeez. The fuck up. What's his reach, though? Big, oh probably. I mean, God. if I can try and get a picture next to him as he leaves the podiums today. Did you oh, hear that, Ollie? 365, six for eight. Six eight, three six five, yeah. Three yeah. six five. What? Immense. As if. As if. Yeah, it's oh, the interesting thing that people have said have been that the Eagles' pass rushes aren't as big as everybody thinks. And that is why the Kansas City Chiefs are going to struggle because they're going to have that leverage, the Eagles players, of getting underneath and inside. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really interesting point of like how do offensive linemen deal with that if you've got these slightly smaller but really impactful, powerful guys? Yeah, well, I mean... Side. Von Miller was never the biggest guy. And yeah, well, he's fucking like one of the best ever. I mean, I guess he was it, so fast. So it was just like, it didn't really matter if you got a hand on him. If, um, the, if the Chiefs are but, smart, they all rush hurts. Like Bosa rushed hurts at that, in that championship game. Yeah. Where he came off the edge and then he'd sit and wait and wait for hurts to move before finishing the rush. Like you get a bit of penetration. And then he'd literally stand up and pause and be yeah. like, right, which way are you going? Are you going out? Or are you going in? And then he'd commit rather than committing to an angle straight away, which Hurts can then move away from. So fast and elusive, though. It's risky, isn't it? The Chiefs, the Chiefs D-line haven't got the ability to rush like the, the uh, 49ers D-line whatsoever. Awesome. So that's a stupid idea. Because you do that, the Eagles offensive line will just push you all over and create as many holes as you want. That's what will happen. Maybe. Uh, it's tough. What? Where? Where do you guys think this is going to be won? Come on, let's get into like who's going to win it. Why people are going to win it? Both both Eagles lines are going to win it. The offensive line yeah. is going to bully the defensive line of the Chiefs. The defensive line of the Eagles are going to bully the offensive line of the Chiefs. It's just going to be smash mouth in your face. Take this. We're taking everything you've got. See you later. Because the Chiefs don't have the dynamic weapons like a Tyreek Hill that you have to worry about. So you can double Kelsey. And then let the your elite cornerbacks and really good secondary deal with the rest of the receivers. I have got no no worries about that. And the D line will happily shut down the run, probably on their own, leaving the linebackers to float around and do whatever they kind of need to do. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Chris Jones is the only real presence in that defensive line which can stop the run. And the Eagles line, Kelsey will push him around. Johnson and Dickerson, everyone will. They all push him around. They haven't got a pass rush good enough to get to Hurts quick enough, and they'll just run, and they'll run through them. That's why I've on my bets I've got down Sanders and Hurts and Scott all to with score touchdowns because I think that's the game we're going to see with multiple rushing touchdowns on the ground for the Eagles. I would just caveat, you know, Frank Clark, Chris Jones are still very good pass rushers. They're not as they're not as good as the Eagles, but this is a no. team that not the forty nine good as they're any. not Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. But the, mm. the I mean, this Eagles pass rush is historically good. I don't think we're I think we're kind of taking it for a given because we've seen it all year. But mm. I think when we look back on this, if they win the Super Bowl, especially if we'll look back at this and we'll be like, that was nuts! How many sacks they got this year? That was absolutely crazy. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, this team goes into a level of perhaps one of the most complete teams to ever win a Super Bowl and dominant, top to bottom. Yeah, even you can Top-to-bomb. argue the uh, you can argue in terms of the the strength of schedule. 
but they still dominated in the playoffs. Granted, you can argue Daniel Jones, you can argue Brock Purdy, but they started to show up and put those games to bed very rapidly. And mm. in terms of that strength of schedule, I was kind of thinking that someone was going to start to put money on the Chiefs, seeing, oh, the Chiefs are going to, definitely going to beat the Eagles because mm. the look who the, Chief, the Chiefs beat versus what the Eagles had to beat. I was hoping that the odds were going to flip, and if that happened, I was going to bet very, very heavily on the Eagles if they weren't favourites. So what are you going with then, Jez, your bets? you got Hurts, oh, so Scott, got, and Sanders. So I've got plenty of bets for this game. I just put another, <laughs> I just put another one on while we're doing it. I so, Jazz, I need you to put a fiver on for me, by the way, for your Gatorade colour, because I'm always backing you on Gatorade colours. I went oh, blue. Yes. I just, I always go blue. I always stick blue. I can add five pounds on it, no trouble at all. Um, Thank you. Can you add five pounds on for me as well? I'll do yeah. that now. So a new stake of 20 pounds. Amount to add, 10. Thank you. I've Done. got to join the Gatorade back because I've missed out on it before and it's upset me. I love it. I love the idea of it. It's, so, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. But this is the best. I fucking love it. So to start off, it I was... have the blue Gatorade and that's 41. The okay. favourites on that one are, just so you guys okay. know. Orange, isn't it? I don't. I think orange is second, actually. Uh, where are we? Red this was is... red was quite a strong number as well, which I thought this was good a... if the Chiefs win. Deep dive into the Gatorade color that we're doing now. These are the important things, Dave. Well, they're taken off. Sorry, two seconds, boys. I do apologize. Do you want to hear? Uh, do you want to hear one of my bets, Ollie? Yeah, yes, come on, please throw do. Them. I've got um, I've got a bet builder. I'm sure they'll put on several more before uh, Sunday. But I've got a bet builder: uh, Kelsey to score, AJ Brown to score, and Goddard to score. And I've got fourteen to one. On that that feels quite nice yeah okay uh, i uh, i mean although it doesn't run with how i think the game's gonna go i almost entirely agree with what jazz has said i think he's probably giving he could give a little bit more credit to kansas city but i think the eagles win this and it would be i don't think and i want to tempt fate for you but i don't think there's a chance the chiefs could win this game but if they win it's going to be a really really tight game but i could see the Eagles winning by I think it's going to be a margin so. I can I see it margin. I don't think that's what's going to happen I've got like 24-21 in my mind Eagles something like that because of Mahomes but it just feels like it's a good enough team everywhere like you said where they could just take hold of it and just don't look back I and think we're be like just the... waiting for Mahomes to get back into it I think like the I Bucks 28th yeah, I said 28-30 at the start of the week for a score to the Eagles, but okay. the more the more I've been like here and kind of yeah, I just I'm thinking like 35 like, t- like 10. That's why I think yeah, it, it could be like that Bucks game because it's got so many similarities to that Bucks game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. suffocating mm-hmm. defense gets to Mahomes all that stuff. Just go back to the uh, color of the Gatorade by the way. The favorite yep. is yellow green, a two to one. Orange is three to one. Blue, we've picked blue. We always pick blue because blue is just the best Garrett color anyway. Blue. Always four always to one. Blue. Red, always pink blue. is five to one. Water is fifteen to two. Purple is fifteen to two. And no Gatorade pool. It's fourteen to one. Yeah, right. no Gatorade is like that's a full possible. Bet. Oh, yeah, yeah. That always um, happens. So well, that's my uh, that's the Gatorade oh, bet. So now I've got my boring bet, which is going to get me three pounds seventy seven. Jazz. What's that? I've taken the the under um, fifty one points, and then I've got the Eagles minus one and a half. Yeah, so it's not. Okay. You got a pound on that, have you? Yeah, I got a pound. I'm going to get three pounds seventy seven from right. That, so let, let's talk about proper bets here. So the the blue, I've got ten pounds on the blue. You both have five pounds on the blue. So if you yes. win, you win twenty pounds each. I have. Hassan Reddick to be MVP. Just because I saw it, I sent you another thing. I saw Neil Dutton talk about it, and I said that would make sense. It's possible that you might see defensive masterclass. Maybe mm. he gets a couple of strap, strip sacks, something like that, and you think, well, actually, he did more than, say, Hurts, whatever. He uh, £2.50 on him, and he's 28 to 1. I have a £50 bet on the Eagles to win the game. Now, I almost made that £500 bet for the Eagles to win the game. Wow. But. Oh, I decided to go I'm with glad 50. Glad you didn't do that. Well, I if it had been if it had got to evens or better, that would have been straight on there because I'm convinced the Eagles are going to win. It's, it feels like sure thing to me. That's how bad I, this is. Oh yeah, that always works out well. 
the best, doesn't it, really? I then also have the opening kickoff not to be a touchback. I mistakenly put yes, but now I've changed it to be no, and I've got £60 on that. I also have several bet builders. So the best bet builder I've got is uh, 400 and something to one, which is Eagles to win, Kelsey, Sanders, Hurts, Scott, all touchdowns, over one and a half field goals in the game, Reddick to get a sack, Miles Sanders to have 50 or more rush yards, and Boston Scott to have 25 or more rush yards. I've got five pounds on that. I have uh, another one of... Eagles to God, win. That's so unlikely. Kelsey Sanders touchdowns. Kelsey <laughs> fifty or more receiving yards. Kadarius Tony fifty or more receiving yards. And Miles Sanders yeah. fifty or more receiving yards. Rushing yards. Sorry. That's the and doable. then one I've just put on as we were talking was Eagles to win. Kelsey Sanders touchdowns. Kelsey fifty or more receiving yards. Gainwell over thirty six and a half rushing and receiving yards. Miles Sanders fifty or more rushing yards. And Boston Scott to score a touchdown. That's sixty to one. That's all my bets. Okay. All right. If they all come off, I win like you know four and a bit grand. And more importantly, if they all come off, the Eagles win the Super Bowl. So that's worth every penny. That you go. See, <laughs> see. It worries. It worries me when we're all in agreement. But I, I think we've kind of been in agreement about the Eagles being good all along this season. So actually, I haven't. I've been against them the entire way. We haven't jinxed I've not believed in them at all. This is like the Rams to me last year. I didn't believe in them. I thought they were going to lose to the Giants. I thought they were going to lose to the 49ers. Now I believe they can't lose. So you've just you've just flipped the. Flipped I've the learned switch. my I've learned my lesson, and I think I've learned <laughs> my lesson by betting with my heart rather than my head. Right. Okay. So this. So actually, you're the problem then. So me and me and Ollie have been pretty convinced that the Eagles are going to be good even before the season started. Now you're jumping on the train. I feel like we need to get off. Well, at the same time, only one of us has won money this year. So maybe you should listen to what I say more. I I can't get off at this point, however much I'd like to. Yeah, I'd you're strapped to, in. You're strapped I'd in love to get off because every single, <laughs> every single time I've gone in with the Eagles this year, as opposed to fighting against it, they've lost. So so I, it worries me that I'm finally in the few days before this game going, let's go, it's Philly, Philly will do it. Do you need but any I more bets put on for you, Dolly, or are you done? I, I might send you some across. Um, if you do, please let me know. I can facilitate. I managed to get a Boston Scott anytime touchdown scorer because I think he will. Uh, there'll be a close yardage situation where he'll do it. But yeah, Eagles, Eagles will win this. Yeah. Now, how yeah. are you going to manage to keep yourself? Obviously, you're a professional, but there's only so Oof. much professionalism you're going to have before you get all het up and crazy about the game. What are you going to do will... when you're having to call the game and watch your team win? Somebody asked me this, right? I'm not worried about Eagles doing things well. That's not a problem at all. I'm more worried about crying not going big enough on Chiefs moments. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. what I, I okay. thought that as well. I was like, Shane's going to have to take over. Because you're just going to be like, a Chiefs score. Oh, and Patrick Mahomes hits a 60-yard bomb down. Field yeah, yeah. Like it's an, Schuster. Yeah, it's an amazing touchdown. It's like one of the best the Super Bowl has ever seen. You're like, well, Chiefs score. Oh. Let's, yeah, let's move on to kick off. So whatever. What what a what a one handed grab! I'm pretty sure his feet weren't in, pretty sure his feet weren't in bounds there though. I think we're, they need to really look at that pack. Look at it! No, check that. Look at the feet. Look at the fucking feet. Yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> that's the only fit. But I I think as well like the professional head can kick in for sure and like take. And I actually think it's better for me that I'm gonna watch it with like having to be professional. So you don't disappear a in a bar. It'll keep your yeah, emotions away from in your friends for bit. like half an hour. For sure. What, and um, like having Shane break it down alongside me, like if it's going wrong, yeah, it's great yeah. to have somebody that can tell you why it's going wrong rather than just being stood there being yeah. like, why isn't this working? <laughs> it's, it's nice to have um, somebody that you're comfortable with as well. Because just yeah, a good it was with somebody dude, yeah. that you hadn't worked with before and you would, you had to deal with that and it's your team in the Super Bowl. Like, that might be too much. Your brain Cam just Hayward's explodes. in a very bright shirt just 10 yards from me, Jess. Oh, cool! You should go tell him he's a he's a he's a king. Okay, I'll make sure I do. Um, yeah, no, that was weird. Just the lingering. Pretty awesome. love Cam Hayward is wicked. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, this. Oh, I think I lost him again. Gone again. Yeah, possibly. No, no I'm oh, still here. Oh, yeah, sorry. You Did just 
you started saying something, you stopped, and so it's it because we've had you just drop out a couple of times. We thought that might be the case. It's cool. Um, yeah, no, I I think I'll be able to be professional with all of this. It'll be fine. Good. It'll be fine. Yeah, I believe in you, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take my uh, assuming that I don't just stay at home and fall asleep. I'm gonna take my earphones down to Taunton and uh, and listen to some of it. Uh, that'd be so cool. Forward. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Talk Sport, 11 o'clock, Sunday night, live, uninterrupted coverage of the Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. Here's a yeah. challenge for you. Try and see if you can name drop me or Dave in the game. Not obviously actual name, but you can say something, Dave something, or you can say that's jazzy what they've just done or something like that. See if you can name drop us for fun. Holy Bluck and can then jazz... <laughs> Getting them jazz hands out for the celebration or something like that. Yeah, okay, don't, this cool. doesn't go hand in hand with what we were just talking about about professionalism. Ah, fuck it. it. Let's get a, let's yeah, get some yeah. good fun stuff done. <laughs> you know, now I... you said that, he will find a way of just saying, um, "I do I do a podcast with these two losers," and um, that's fine. That's fine yeah. too. Listen to what he was saying about the um, his his figure blazing. skating drops. I've got no no doubt we'll end up somewhere mm-hmm. in there nicely. Um, yeah, and were, also there remember were so many Norseman quotes in that figure yeah. skating coverage. The other that was excellent. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Remember when you do the yeah. first press up with Shane? Just get your phone out and do like the the oh. Dre stuff where you have, hey, hey, Shane, so how are you doing this? Oh, can you give us a press up and then make like him do that. it on, on the. That's thing. a TikTok okay. video that I would. Uh, that is some content plan. right there. Yeah, yeah, I'll get that. Don't worry, uh, I'll do that now. Actually, while he's down on Radio Row. Great idea. Sick. Because then you get people talking about All it right. too. Right, should we? Um, we, we'll let you go then, Ollie, so you can crack on with the rest of your day. But um, yeah, mate, we'll be in touch beforehand. But best of luck. It's going to be wicked. Yeah, and remember, we want to see the pictures of all the food. Every food, we want the pictures. Okay, I'll fire them over to you, boys. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be horrible and fantastic at the same time. I'm not going to lie. So let's. Uh, Tune in to Talk Sport, and we'll have a debrief, I'm sure, next week about the Super Bowl and everything. And I'll throw up some of the interviews on the uh, on the end of this podcast too, so you can listen to a bit of Frank Clark, maybe a bit of uh, I don't know Landon Dickerson or, or Boston Scott or someone like that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get it in. Yeah, I said we were going to bring you some audio from the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and let's start off with the Chiefs. Frank Clark, legendary pass rusher, of course, for the Chiefs, uh, talking to us about how his role has changed this year with the Chiefs in terms of guiding a lot of the younger players that have had to really stand up and make an impact in this Kansas City Chiefs defense. Um, I feel like that, yes. Um... I feel like it, for some of it it is, but I feel like for the other half it's not. You know, um, you want to enjoy it. You know, it's not a, just about getting to the game and getting this all out the way. Yeah, no, you want to enjoy it. You want to embrace it, but at the same time, you don't want it to be too much. You know, and some, you know, obviously, nah, more of the younger guy than the older guy. <coughs> I'm sure they're experiencing that. Oh, it's, too, it's a lot factor. You know what I mean? Because they got people blowing their phone up. They got cousins and stuff from Phoenix, Arizona now. You know what I'm saying? They got like 20 aunties from out here now. Who, You know, everybody all of a sudden want to come to the city and stuff like that, you know. So at the end of the day, um, when you one of those type of guys, you know, um, you just got to stay focused. Keep it at a premium. You know, get to the game. Like, make the make the next, this game like the last game in, in terms of approach, you know. Keep people away from you, you know, and do the same thing you do. Stay in your own vibe. Some of the younger guys on this defense have discussed how yourself, Carlos Stanlap, for instance, who is new to the team, but old head in the league, so to speak, have really been important for getting the young guys integrated and up to speed as quickly as possible in this Chiefs defense. Can you just talk about your role this season, how you've kind of maybe, not a father figure, if you will, but you know, you're the, you're the older head who's keeping everybody in check. Um, honestly, it's just doing it without a, without a cause, you know, doing it with just pure intentions. 
You know, I remember being a rookie. I remember how hard it was. I remember how fast-paced my day was, how they never let us sit down, it seemed like. It seemed like from the moment you walk in the building, you get drafted, they got you doing everything, 100 miles an hour. And um, my, my only objective, knowing that he was going to start. You know, it's the difference when you bring a guy in, you know they're not, not a starter. Knowing he's going to be a starter on the team where I just explained earlier where the defensive playbook is so hard to grasp sometimes, you know. It's a Spagnolia defense. It's a hard playbook. Anybody who played for coach will tell you that. And um, I understood that I had to get him basically on board early. You know, I had to basically bring him in and just get him up to speed faster than the average player. You know what I mean? I had to take him under my wing and, you know, show him a few. You can't show him everything because he has to learn through experience too. So it's like, yeah, I, I got, I'm going to show him a few things that hopefully he can grasp and understand the concept of little things on the screen to notice the screen, little things on the tackles to notice if it's pass or run, just being able to key certain details. And um, that's basically what I was doing. Then you look back and it's like 100 articles about you helping you know, a, a young kid out and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all fine and all, but I'm just trying to make sure he's prepared for, um, you know, these games like this. You know, understanding the pressure behind it and understanding it's not too much. It's okay. You know, you can make mistakes during the season. It's just how you bounce back. As you can see, he bounced back very good at the end of the season once he started getting it together. And um, I feel like if he just continues doing what he's doing, trusting in himself, man, he just started playing football a few years ago. If You, you know, when you, you consider college, but high school, he just started playing football. And he just, if he trusts himself, keep going, man, the, the sky's the limit for George. Man, I love him as a player. I love him as a, as a teammate. I love him as a friend. AJ, which of the games this year perhaps gave the biggest learning moment for this Philadelphia Eagles team? Um, I definitely say the loss, uh, the first loss against Washington. Um, to be honest, I think that's that's just it. You know, uh, I think that first loss just kind of let us know that you know we're we're human. You know, I'm not saying we got complacent, but you know, you, you're doing great things, you're winning, you're riding on your high horse, and. You know, the first time you get struck with adversity, you know, so we wanted to see how guys responded, and uh, we responded really well, so that was a good day. What did maybe this Philadelphia Eagles team have in terms of the chemistry in the players that you haven't seen in Tennessee in your previous tenure in the NFL? Ask the question again, I'm sorry. So what has this Philadelphia Eagles team got that was maybe different in terms of, like, team chemistry to, to Tennessee? Uh... I won't say too much different because Tennessee had really good guys and really really good team chemistry, you know. Uh, and so and so do we here. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I I just think both was really 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 good teammates, you know, both both teams. So. Can I ask who kind of maybe like welcomed you into the Philadelphia Eagles first? Some of the players have said it's like a brotherhood, and Zach Pascal said that there were people that put their arm around him when he came into the team. What about yourself? Um, yeah, speaking of Zach, Zach, uh, I walked in the door. You know, Zach said, you want number 11, you can have it. You know, uh, I, I was like five steps in the building. Yeah, and uh, I think that just goes to show you uh, – you know, uh, the brotherhood here in Philly, you know, the family aspect of it, you know, uh, we care about each other. So, Just finally, what was your la your first impression of Nick Sirianni when you came into the building? Because his first impression in the NFL <laughs> didn't win too many Philly fans <laughs> over, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> it was just a... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, because I, I saw that video too. So... Uh, I can say I kind of judged him a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, but he's a great coach, man. He still come over these stories. You know, he do, does a really good job to, uh, relating these stories to the players. They're really funny. Uh, but uh, he's a great coach, man. He does a really good job keeping keeping the guys together. There's a lot of special guys in his room, a lot of egos in his room, but he controls all the guys and, and keep them on the same page. So, you know, I think that's been, like, huge all year. He played that press conference back, didn't he? <laughs> he does that stuff all the time. Uh, I think he get a little nervous when he be speaking, you know. So he probably was, he probably was nervous that day too. So, Brandon, is there is there a game this year for the Eagles where you guys have had it as a, a real crucial learning moment for this season? Which which game stands out? The first loss, the first loss that we had against Washington, it just went bad. That game where I mean we didn't get blew out or nothing, but it was just mistakes. The little things caught up to us. And, you know, we, we always preach ourselves on the little things and how they separate these teams from winning and losing. And that, that day, everything that happened that day, I mean, it couldn't 
happened at a better time for us because, I mean, it was a time where people, we was undefeated, people talking about us, and bam, we laid an egg against a team that we should have beat at the time, but they took advantage of the opportunities, they took advantage of the turnovers that we create, that we messed up for ourselves, and uh, yeah, man, you, you learned early that those things could definitely hurt you. So I think uh, that game was the one that 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 helped us a whole lot, uh, even now. Like uh, that's what we've been working on, just making sure that we talking about the little things, staying prepared, making sure you don't take it for granted because you could be beat at any given any given Sunday if you let your guard down. That Patriots Super Bowl that you were a part of and so integral in, there was a lot of talk about a defensive line that would consistently get to Brady and it didn't happen until the vital moment right at the end with Derek Barnett and yourself. I mean, how much have you learned from that moment about believing the hype and actually executing and the differences between them? Well, you know what? Um, I tell the boys, don't get caught up in the hype. You know, the hype is real for sure. The Super Bowl is Super Bowl. Everybody enjoy, you know, getting here and, you know, winning the Super Bowl and all that stuff. Uh, but you got to make sure that you just stay focused on it's just another game. You got to make sure that you uh, are prepared for that game because it's not just going to happen. Everybody wants it, but somebody got to win and somebody got to lose. And it's the, bet, it's the better prepared team and best, uh, you know, more relaxed team, I feel, because, you know, you can get tight. You can get tight getting here. Uh, and I've seen that. Um, you know, luckily it didn't hurt us uh, that year because, you know, it was it was our first one. So a lot of people was on edge a little bit, but it still was cool because I felt like everybody was, um, you know, focused uh, when they were supposed to be. But you could tell that everybody wanted that one because it was just the first one for the Eagles. And, man, we got here before and we didn't do so good. So and they played the Patriots the first the one time they went. So um, I think this time around, man, everybody's kind of like more chill you know, just trusting in the game plan, trusting in themselves, and um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what how our team does when we come out on Sunday. It's been a few key additions to this defense throughout the year. Every single player on this Eagles team talks about how it feels like a family. Yeah. Who do you think has been the biggest influence coming into the locker room this year on the defensive side of the ball out of all of those acquisitions? I think, um, you know, you got Haas, you got James Bradbury who come in and make plays, uh, even Kaiser White, you know, somebody that was balling in training camp, you know, uh, TJ Edwards who's been here, who's made that next step in his career. In his career. Um, yeah, man, I just think it's, it's just a collective of people that the ones he brought in and then the ones that was already here and then the people that he brought in buying into what we was, we was selling, you know, the people that was already here telling them how Nick was and telling them what they walked themselves into. And then, you know, of course, you got to stay consistent with them so that they can believe you. And I think that, um, you know, we did we won over the guys that came in very early. Uh, and then, you know, it's just all about putting the work in every day. Nick won you over early. You know, he had the, the press conference hiccup and you were one of the first to come out and say that, you know, he admitted it and backed it up with talking to you and being very open about it. Have you given him some props for his press conferences this week? Because he's looked far better and far more calm and cool. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we did that back then. When we told him, like, hey, man, everything going to get good. I mean, trust me, the first, the first um, uh, press conference Doug ever had, well, not even like press conference, but the first meeting we had with Doug, I thought he was going to pass out up there because he just wasn't breathing in between. It was just more about how ner you could just tell how nervous he was to address the team for the first time as a head coach. And he was proud and happy at the same time. But, yeah, I mean, I just I just, um, just said that it's just coach first time. He's excited. Um, you know, that's just like even with me being first time on the radio. When they go live, it's just like, boy, your heart start beating fast. And now you know it's, it's the real thing. And, you know, you just – you just learn as you go, man. You start to get more comfortable, and I'm happy Coach uh, is more comfortable, and you can t you can definitely tell. Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles, how are you feeling, man? Like, Genuinely, how does this feel, firstly, this week? Uh, it's a busy week, but uh, having fun with it. Uh, I'm enjoying the weather. Uh, it's, it's rare you get a tan in February, so we got a little bit of tan today at practice, and that's really it. Uh, we, we stay pretty busy. We try to keep the schedule as, as similar as what we do back home, so... In that regard, not, not a whole lot's changed. Have you thought about the inspiration that you're providing for so many offensive linemen in general with the play that you've put on in the playoffs, considering obviously not taking the surgery on the groin? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, as a player, you have different attributes, and uh, if something gets taken away, you have to uh, find a find a different way, a different style to, to get the job done. But really, uh, you know, at the old line position, I feel like there's not a whole lot of guys that are just too healthy this time of year. So, but uh, you know, I feel like just the training staff and uh, my guy back home, Gabe, uh, just working on it, rehabbing, uh, it's helped a lot. You're playing through pain, though, still at the moment. Is it still a little sore when you play, or is it kind of okay you can put it out of the mind with the adrenaline? Uh, you know, the first couple of days after the last game hurt pretty bad, but, uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as the first game, so the first week. Uh, so, really, I feel like over the duration of the time, it's gotten better.